Six Big Ten teams are in bowl games over the next four days. Some teams are geared to win. Others are just trying to get through it with depleted rosters. And another one is trying to get a leg up on a national championship. Today, let's cover them all. Let's look at them all. Lockdown Big Ten goes bowling right now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. I am Craig Schumann. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We always appreciate it. You know we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Tell your friends about us. It's part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every single day. And on today's podcast, we're going to look a little bit closer at the Cotton Bowl with Ohio State, their motivation, question marks, a quarterback, the whole deal. We'll cover all of that. And we're going to preview all of the Big Ten teams that still have remaining bowl games going on here. We're going to do it in chronological order. All right. No favorites, I guess. We'll just do it that way. Plus, we'll have our pigskin picks on these remaining bowl games coming up at the end of the podcast. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. We're getting more and more subscribers, leaps and bounds every day. Click it. You're good to go. No other obligation. It is free, and it helps us out a lot. Uh, that way you get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. And a programming reminder for you that Lockdown Big Ten is going to go live on our YouTube channel here immediately following the Rose Bowl between Michigan and and Alabama. So it's a five o'clock Eastern time. The game will probably come on live. I think that game will end around nine o'clock Eastern, six o'clock Pacific. That's what we're looking for Monday, January 1st. And uh, look forward to seeing you live comments, the whole deal. We'll uh, get immediate reaction right here on Lockdown Big Ten. Um, well, more on that game a little bit later here on this podcast. So hang on for that. Before we uh, jump into today's Cotton Bowl between Missouri and Ohio State. A big shout-out to Rutgers. Um, add them to the list of Big Ten winners. Big Ten now 3-0 and in bowl games with Northwestern and Minnesota. But as I told you here on this podcast yesterday and the day before, we really doubled down on the fact that we thought Rutgers would beat Miami in the pinstripe bowl at Yankee Stadium. And just like we thought, what a dreary miserable rainy day up there at Yankee Stadium. And Miami didn't want to play in that. Uh, and Rutgers, just a gritty Greg Schiano, typical football team, played some defense, had a special team score. Uh, the running game, Kalmanungai, as we previewed here with you guys, was going to have a big day. He did 163 yards and a touchdown in the win. So congratulations to Greg Schiano and Rutgers. Heard something interesting on the broadcast. As you know, Shano, this is his second run at Rutgers. He was there in the early 2000s and then came back recently. Uh, he says one of his biggest regrets is that he left Rutgers. He thought they were falling apart in the Big East. The Big East was falling apart, so he went elsewhere. Ends up, They ended up in the Big Ten. Not bad. He wishes he would have stayed through the whole time. I found that very, very interesting. Maybe we'll talk about that further down the road. Uh, maybe even going into next season, some thoughts on that as well. But Let's talk about what's going on now. We today, today we've got Missouri and Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl. Um, again, my number one question is how motivated is Ohio State going to be? They, you know, they didn't get to a Big Ten championship. They didn't get to play the college football playoff this year. 
it's the Cotton Bowl. Back in my day, Cotton Bowl used to be a big deal. Uh, still is. But I know Ryan Day will be motivated. Look, Ryan Day and all these Buckeyes, they don't want to end the season on two straight losses again like last year. That makes for a very long, long off season. So I think they're motivated to go out there and try and win. And they do want some answers at quarterback, so they got a lot of things to try out with Devin Brown. He'll start after he failed to beat out, of course, Kyle McCord this past fall, who, as you know, bolted in the portal to go to Syracuse. And with that uh, in mind, also expect to see a lot of their uh, other freshman quarterback, Lincoln Kineholtz, there as well. Uh, interesting prospect as well. And that battle will continue on to the spring and into the spring game. This game, this bowl game won't decide anything. It's just more stuff on film to look at. And let's not forget, they have the recruit, Air Nolan, coming in. I'm going to be as interested as anybody to see how quickly he gets into the flow and whether he could play as a fre look, true freshman, rarely come in and start a quarterback at Ohio State. But I still would like to see how quickly that kid can develop as well. Look, no official word on Marvin Harrison Jr., but don't expect to see him. He's getting ready for the NFL draft. Uh, he didn't practice this week. And, um, they, however, uh, uh, Travion Henderson, the running back did practice this week. And again, he's another kid that could sit out and say, Hey, I'm going to be a, a, a NFL drafty looking like a second day draft guy. Maybe he wants to get out there and prove his stock a little bit on some national TV exposure. A lot of it's big. He averages six yards, 6.1 yards per carry and scored 11 touchdowns. And he can also catch out the backfield, but with his running ability, Missouri has been susceptible, particularly later later in the season against the run. So look for maybe a big day for Henderson. But that's how I see that game shaping up here today. We'd love your thoughts as well at Twitter and on YouTube if you want to hit me up. Saturday, we got Ole Miss and Penn State in the Peach Bowl. These two teams kind of, in a way, are mirror images of each other. They have the same situation. They have the same glass ceiling above them they're very good football teams but penn state as you know can't get past michigan and ohio state but they can beat everybody else and ole miss can't get past georgia and alabama the sec but they can beat everybody else penn state is making its fifth appearance in a new year's six bowl game in the last 10 years like it's great uh, that means they're doing well they're getting marquee bowl games ole miss same thing this is their fourth uh, new year's six bowl appearance as well but neither school has been able to crack the top four and get into the college football playoff. Now, that problem goes away next year when we have 12 teams in the college football playoff. You'll probably see in Penn State and Ole Miss fill up a couple of those slots. But both teams come into this one at 10-2, and two, and Penn State's only losses are to Michigan and Ohio State again, and Ole Miss's two losses are to Alabama and Georgia. Um, and something's going to have to give here, too, because now here's where they're not the same. Different styles. Look, Penn State has the third best scoring defense in the country. They only give up 11 points per game. It's phenomenal. Meanwhile, Ole Miss, they're a top 20 offense in, in college football. They average 35 points a game. So you got Ole Miss, 35 points a game. You got Penn State, we only give up 11. Something's got to give in this one. So we'll see how that plays out as well. Also, Auburn is taking on Maryland in the Music City Bowl. Auburn coming off a 6-6 six six season. They dropped their last two. Coach Hugh Freeze, he never really nailed down the quarterback spot with uh, Peyton Thorne, former Michigan State player, by the way, and Robbie Ashford. This team does like to run the football, and they're going to have to because the entire wide receiver room 
is gone. They're all the transfer portal or moving on or whatever the case may be. They're going to they're going to want to run to football a lot against Maryland here. Meanwhile, Mike Loxley's Maryland Terps they finished seven and five after a five and zero start, so they didn't finish real strong. But um, look, remember he was on Alabama staff, Mike Loxley, from 2016 to 2018. It's innate. He wants to beat Auburn. That's just what they do over there. But uh, he'll have to do it without quarterback Talia Tonga-Voyola, who is going off to the NFL. He leaves the Big Ten as the all-time leading passer in yardage. So um, a big hole to fill there. Look for Billy Edwards Jr. to take his spot. But he's only thrown 10 passes all year, and he only completed four of them. So a big, uh, big question mark there going into this, this bowl game. Now, let's start taking a look at the January 1st bowl games. First of all, Wisconsin. Taking on LSU at noon, the ReliQuest Bowl. That's in Tampa. LSU, this is their 55th bowl game appearance in their history. They were second in the SEC West at 9-3. Very good year. Going to be without their Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, Jane Daniels, who scored 40 touchdowns this year. He's getting ready for the NFL draft. Not going to risk an injury here. The Badgers finished 7-5. and five. Uh, Head coach Luke Fickle's first year with the Badgers. And um, this is the Badgers' 35th bowl appearance in their school history as well. Tanner Mordecai, back quarterback for this one. Might be the last time you see him at uh, quarterback, of course. Um, they, they got a new – they got the Van Dyke kid from Miami last year in uh, – or this just this last week for next year, the transfer portal. Uh, Mordecai, more of a, a running game manager type. So he's going to play it out, and uh, and I, I think um, we'll see a lot different look for the Badgers offensively next year, all around. They're going to, I think they're going to finally have that air raid offense that they've been wanting. Uh, they'll get some more pieces through recruiting and whatnot. On defense, though, the Badgers employ safety Hunter Warler, 113 tackles, two interceptions, and a sack this season. So look for him trying to anchor that up. All right, we still have a couple more games to get to. What do you think so far? Love to hear from you on Twitter or X at TalkBig10 or on our website, TalkBig10Number10.com. And, of course, you can always hit us up on YouTube as well in the comment section. Still going to talk about Iowa taking on the Tennessee Vols. The Vols have not seen – nobody's seen a team like Iowa since, like, the 1940s. I hope they're ready for the Hawkeyes' attack. Well, attack. They're – We'll figure out what to call it. I don't know if it's an attack, but man, they are stingy and they win a lot of football games. All right. And then the latest on the quarterback matchup between Jalen Milrow and JJ McCarthy when Alabama and Michigan face off in the Rose Bowl. We'll have our pigskin picks as well. Uh, All that is coming up in just one minute right here on Locked On Big Ten. You know, football teams, basketball teams, they got to put rosters together. got to have pieces that all fit, passion, drive, patience, everything. It's what brings home the winning trophy, and it also is what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts on your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because at eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, 
not cash, right? With all the parts you need and all the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. I want to thank everybody right now. I always like to take the time in the middle of the podcast to thank you all for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen every day, especially you everydayers out there. Meanwhile, be sure to subscribe down below. Click it. It's free. And you're in our Big Ten club. You're with us. I love it. And if you're listening on audio only on the podcast, feel free to share, follow, or like Lockdown Big Ten, your team every day. Really, really appreciate it. All right, let's get into the Citrus Bowl in Orlando. Iowa is taking on Tennessee, okay? Uh, we are, first of all, regarding Iowa, we are hearing that former Wisconsin head coach Paul Christ is on the Hawkeyes short list to replace offensive coordinator Brian Ferentz at the end of the season. So an announcement could come soon after the Hawkeyes bowl game. Hawkeye Nation, what do you think about that? Chris sometimes was criticized for a conservative offense at Wisconsin. That's... I'm under the impression that you Iowa Hawkeye fans do not want a conservative offense. Although Kirk Ferentz doesn't mind conservative offense, few mistakes, and just let defense and special teams and uh, all that winning. And he wins a lot of games, won 10 games this year doing that. But I'm kind of curious what you Hawkeye fans think if Paul Christ is your new offensive coordinator. Certainly a guy with a lot of experience, certainly a guy that knows the Big Ten inside and out. So pros and cons, William, love to hear from you. Uh, nevertheless, but that could be your new offensive coordinator. And look, the Hawkeyes, they own an impressive 10-3 and record this season. Uh, they came up short in the Big Ten Championship game versus Michigan. If you're new to our podcast or if you have never seen the Hawkeyes play, here's the thumbnail on them. No offense, okay, no offense. Gritty, gritty defense. And their best player might be their punter, Tory Taylor. I'm not, I'm not kidding. I, I mean what I say. Tory Taylor may be their best, most valuable player at this point. They've had a lot of injuries to a lot of other key players and whatnot. He's like the last man standing. You will watch him continuously flip the field with long pinpointed punts, and it keeps the Hawkeyes in the game, and it'll keep them in this game as well. So check it out. Tell me I'm wrong. Meanwhile, the Vols are 8-4. and four. Quarterback Joel Milton III, a fifth-year senior, just this week opted out of the game because he's going to get ready for the NFL draft. Some think he's about the top, maybe barely a top-10 quarterback in the draft, but he just this week decided he's not going to play in this bowl game. That means Nico uh, Iamaliva is going to have his first significant action of the season. He's going to be going against a Hawkeye defense. I like the Hawkeyes in this one. We'll see. I'm going to have my pigskin picks in just a minute, by the way. Uh, he did appear in four games this year, but it was all mop-up duty. All right, so we've spent a lot of time talking about Alabama and Michigan. We're going to talk about it again here. Five o'clock Eastern time, Rose Bowl. When that game is over, again, we are going live here on our YouTube channel, Locked On Big Ten. So check it out, Locked On Big Ten Live, probably around 9 o'clock Eastern time as soon as the game is over right here on Monday, January 1st. All right, a note about the quarterback and uh, the quarterback's battle in this game. Look, both these quarterbacks have been doing a lot of media ahead of the Rose Bowl, and there'll be more of these storylines. Rose Bowl Media Day, Saturday, you can watch it on the Big Ten Network, 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific. It'll be out there from 
Pasadena. Meanwhile, the Wolverines' number one job in this game on defense is going to be to contain Alabama quarterback Jalen Milrow. Th that's the number one job, okay? Look, he's an interesting guy. Tremendous athlete. Just, just a strong, big, fast athlete. And he started out kind of slow at quarterback, and he didn't look ready for this job at the beginning of the season, but he was kind of all Alabama had for whatever reason. In fact, it looked like Alabama had a really, really good team, but maybe they were going to have a big problem at quarterback at the beginning of the season. In fact, Nick Saban even benched Milrow after the Texas loss at home, by the way. But then he reemerged, and he reemerged as a dangerous, serious offensive weapon. And he's at his most dangerous. Typically for Milrow, you look at him, he'll look for his first passing option, a second passing option. If it's not there, he'll take off. And he'll just ad-lib and be creative. Um, kind of like Lamar Jackson in that, uh, in that regard. But anyway, very difficult to stop. And he just freelances and he gets first downs and he keeps the, he keeps the offense rolling. It can be lethal to a defense. If you don't believe me, uh, Michigan defensive coordinator Jesse Minter, you know, he compared uh, Milrow to a couple of people. First of all, keep in mind he's a quarterback, compared him to running back, Heisman Trophy running back uh, from USC, Reggie Bush. He compared him to Reggie Bush in his running style. I thought that was a just an amazing comparison to compare the quarterback to a running back, but he likes his running style that much. He also did compare him to Lamar Jackson and what he could do for the Ravens and how he could just be devastating the defenses. So, um, look, I think that's going to keep Minter up every single night until this game is played, and it's going to keep a lot of people up at night worrying about this. Uh, plus, Milrose motivated. I came across a story I really couldn't believe. I mean, I could believe it, but it's 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 sad, really. His former offensive coordinator at Alabama was Bill O'Brien. You all know Bill O'Brien. He's been on the Patriots. They back with the Patriots now. He was a head coach with the Texans for a while. Uh, Penn State for a minute. and um, But now back with the, with the Patriots. And he once told Milrow in his first uh, early time there at Alabama that he should change positions. In fact, he told him he quote-unquote sucked at quarterback. Can you believe that? I mean, this isn't the pros. You can believe a, a, an assistant coach told his position player that he sucked at what he did. Um, no college kid should ever hear that from a coach. I, I, if that's true, Bill O'Brien should be ashamed of himself. By the way, this story comes from Milrow while he's doing the media. But he's also saying, hey, look at me now. This is the best revenge, living well. I've got a chance to play in a national championship. I'm, I'm starting for Alabama. So good for Milrow on that. Um, this season... Alabama's offensive coordinators, former Notre Dame quarterback, Tommy Reese. And Milrow says that Reese has been nothing but positive and supportive. And you can see the difference. You know, there's something to be said about being positive and supportive all the time. Notice the same thing on the other side at Michigan. Jim Harbaugh, who once played quarterback at Michigan and in the NFL, knows a thing or two about quarterbacks. He said his quarterback, J.J. McCarthy, is a once-in-a-generation quarterback, right? Whether you agree with that or not, he just thinks he's very special and he treats him that way. It's high praise. And because of it, I think uh, McCarthy, he plays freely. He has fun. He, he plays like he knows he has the support of his coaching staff and his teammates. And you know what? McCarthy gives it that positive vibe. gives it right back to his teammates. Effusive praise for his teammates. He's always 
praising his teammates. And what comes around goes around. And then that stuff matters. And um, it's interesting how uh, Milrow has his perspective of how his career has gone and the support he whether, whether that he got or didn't get at one time or another in Alabama versus J.J. McCarthy, who's just flourished in the Michigan program. Uh, earlier, of course, in the week, we talked about uh, Minnesota's win over Bowling Green in the uh, Quick Lane Bowl uh, this week, 30-24. to 24. Did you know? P.J. Fleck, the head coach, you know how coaches have bonuses for winning bowl games? He doesn't get his. Usually they're like six-figure bonuses. Um, on a technicality, remember, the Gophers got in with a 5-7 and seven record. They never got the sixth win to become bowl eligible. We only had 79 teams in the country with uh, six or more wins to get in bowl games. They had some more slots to fill. And because Minnesota had the next the, of all the teams that were five-win teams, Minnesota had the highest academic rating of those five teams and got into the bowl game, but because he wasn't bowl eligible to six wins, he does. However, the language is in his contract. He doesn't. He doesn't get the bonus for winning a bowl game. Still makes millions of dollars a year in salary, but I'm just saying. All right, now I want to talk about basketball for just a second, and this is a story I don't like to do. We don't have to do this very often. I don't like it but it involves the 11th-ranked Illinois Fighting Illini men's basketball team. they got a very ugly problem going on right now. The team suspended its superstar player, Terrence Shannon Jr., following reports he's been charged with rape. According to jail records, Shannon turned himself in, and he was arrested in Lawrence, Kansas, on Thursday. The alleged sexual assault happened in September when Shannon was in Lawrence for the Illinois-Kansas football game. The school said Shannon was not in Lawrence on official university business. Sounds like he was there as a fan. Shannon has been cooperative with legal authorities throughout this process, and he claims his innocence. Illinois officials said they have been aware of the investigation into Shannon for some time, but they didn't have what they called actionable information until Wednesday when an arrest warrant was issued. So look, it's a sad story. It's a horrible story. And we hope it's not true, but it's out there. And that's the situation. Speaking of basketball, after the holiday break, we've got nine teams in the Big Ten in action tonight, Friday night. Riders at Penn State. Actually, that's this afternoon at 2 o'clock. Kennesaw State is at Indiana and Bloomington at 6 o'clock. Eastern Kentucky at number one, Purdue and West Lafayette. That's a 7 p.m. game on the Big Ten Network, by the way. Northern Illinois is at Iowa at 7 o'clock, and McNeese is at Michigan 7 o'clock. That's the alternative game on the Big Ten Network as well. Maine at Minnesota at 7 o'clock. That's a Peacock game. A lot more games going to be on Peacock here coming up. South Carolina State at Nebraska at 7.30. Jackson State is at Northwestern at 8 o'clock. That is also offered on Peacock and fairly Dickinson at number 11, Illinois. That's at nine o'clock in the big 10 network. Of course, I just mentioned Illinois situation with Terrence Shannon, Jr. Fairly Dickinson, big 10 fans know that name. They were the 16 seed that upset number one seed Purdue in the NCAA tournament last year in the first round, a couple of women's games to keep an eye on tomorrow in the big 10 on Saturday. Ohio State versus Michigan, always big no matter the sport. That's on Fox at noon. Ohio State ranked 17th in the country right now. And Minnesota is at Iowa to face Caitlin Clark and company at 2 o'clock on the Big Ten Network. 
And let me remind you, in case you haven't uh, checked this out already, in addition to watching Lockdown Big Ten, and thank you for that, and listening, uh, we also, uh, the Lockdown family, the Lockdown group, is launch, has launched a 24-7 um, streaming channel on YouTube. It carries all of our podcasts, one right after the other. And as I said, this one is on there all the time, too. It's called Lockdown Sports Today. 24-7, check it out. Get yourself on there and uh, subscribe to that, too, and follow it. You'll uh, enjoy it very, very much. All right. Got some Big Ten teams playing their bowl games. We have our predictions, our pigskin picks. That's all in one minute right here on Lockdown Big Ten. Also, Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's just you and the numbers. It's very, very simple. You can group a bunch of players together by name, uh, maybe two th players, six players, four players, whatever you want to do, put stats with them and say more than those stats or less than those stats in a particular upcoming game. Um, you can mix sports, basketball, football, for example. You can play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players, uh, famous people, rappers and comedians, and the community plays, all kinds of stuff out there. But here's how it works. Let me uh, throw an example you can take Dak Prescott, for example. Dak Prescott has taken on the Detroit Lions, the Cowboys, and the Lions on Saturday night. You can say Dak Prescott, more than two touchdowns in that game, and say Cade Cunningham of the lowly Pistons, taking on the Raptors Saturday, Cade Cunningham, more than 28 points. So Dak, more than two touchdowns, and Cade, more than 28 points. Pair them up together. If both are correct, you win. It's very easy, and it's a lot of fun. You can go to uh, prizepicks.com slash college and use the code college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash college and use the code college for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, let's, uh, let's take a look at our pigskin picks. We uh been doing a lot of basketball lately, right? Back to back to football. It's always great. Let's check this out. I'm gonna put it on screen. If you're listening on audio only, we'll describe what we have here. Of course, our uh lines are provided by FanDuel, our friends. And uh, I'm gonna put that on screen right now. And uh let's see here. Oops, I'm gonna go to uh start with Cotton Bowl today, Missouri, Ohio State. Right now, uh, Ohio State, a three and a half point favorite, the over-under at 49. And that's a typo right there. It is Ohio State, a three-and-a-half-point favorite, not Missouri. Ohio State is three-and-a-half-point favorite. I like Ohio State to win, to cover, and I like the over in this ballgame, okay? Ole Miss, Penn State. Penn State is a four-and-a-half-point favorite in the Peach Bowl and the over-under at 48. Uh, no Chop Robinson on this. Uh, he's uh, going to go into the NFL, so the uh, key defensive player for Penn State is out on this one. And Olu Fashanu hasn't announced yet whether he's going to play on the offensive line. I, I doubt he'll play. He's going to be an early first-round pick in the draft. The over-under, though, at 48, it's, it's Lane Kiffin's offense versus Penn State's defense. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this one sneaks on the over. Just too many players missing. And Lane Kiffin's still going to have his guy throwing the ball. It could be, it could be a wild affair. Interceptions, pick sixes, all that stuff. Um, so we'll look forward to that. Then the Peach Bowl. The Music City Bowl, 
Auburn minus six and a half over under 46 and a half against Maryland. Um, I like the under in this one because of the question marks at quarterback on both sides. I actually think Auburn's going to win this game by a touchdown. So I'm going to pick Auburn on that one. Sorry, Maryland. Uh, let's see what else we have here on the ReliaQuest Bowl. LSU is at Wisconsin. LSU a ten or versus Wisconsin, a ten and a half point favorite for LSU over under at fifty five. I like this game to fly past the over as well, and LSU to cover. I think LSU will win fairly big here. I know Jane Daniels is not playing, but I still like LSU in this one. Citrus Bowl, Iowa at Tennessee. Six and a half points for Tennessee. Too much. Give me Iowa and give me the under. We always take the under. 36 and a half in an Iowa game? Forget about it. And Joe Milton not playing quarterback for uh, for the Vols? This is my stone cold lock of the weekend here. Take the under. 36 and a half points and you'll be happy you did. And meanwhile, the Rose Bowl, Michigan and Alabama, Michigan minus one and a half and the over under at 45 and a half. I think it's right at the number. I'm thinking Michigan wins this game 23 to 20. That puts us at 43 points. So a hair under the under and Michigan squeaks out a win. That's my pick. I'm sticking with it. What do you think about that? Love to hear from you. Of course. Um, if you want to check us out on Twitter or X, that is at talk big 10 comments on youtube and don't forget our website talkbig10 number 10.com love to hear from you over the weekend as we wind down the year and start a new year be sure to subscribe make a new year's resolution right now subscribe to lockdown big 10 and be a part of this podcast right now for your, uh, however you catch us on your favorite podcast app as well that way you get the latest episode of lockdown big 10 as soon as it becomes available each and every day today throughout the whole year 2024 Love to have you. And don't forget Locked On Sports Today, the 24-7 streaming channel from Locked On as well. That'll do it. Have yourself a great day. Thank you for checking us out. Have a great and safe New Year's celebration as well. We will, uh, don't forget, Monday, we'll have a podcast out Monday morning previewing the Rose Bowl, and then we'll go live after the Rose Bowl. So we're going to be very busy at the beginning of the week. Tell your friends about it. For Locked On Big Ten, I'm Craig Sheeman.